Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And we are back on the show from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. MTE supplies power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro and to your homes and to the CAC, the Child Advocacy Center. And that's where we're going with conversation this morning. MTE serving to make life better since 1936. We've got uh, the new community education coordinator for Cannon County here, and uh, Carrie Norville is going to introduce her. She is the community education coordinator for Rutherford County. So uh, you got a, you added, what, uh, three words to your title now? Three words, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Carrie, uh, kind of introduce us to Presley here. Yeah, so, well, first off, thank you all so much for having us sure. but um we have welcomed presley on our team as of july of this year well i say july she was officially a staff member as of july um presley interned with us for about a year um realized what she can tell you a little bit about realized she uh wanted to stay with us and we just happened to be lucky enough to receive some grant funding to be able to hire a second community education coordinator to serve cannon county so um she's been hitting the ground running um trying to get some training scheduled and getting people to attend those um She's doing great so far. So. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So pretty new on the job and brand new to the radio. So Presley, oh, how yes. are you? First yeah. time on the radio. Very excited. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, so thank you for having me. Um, we, we like to break in newbies, you know. There's no hazing or anything. Oh, no. <laughs> good, I'm glad. <laughs> so uh, you were... Uh, an intern and you liked it so much you decided to stay around huh oh yes so um my senior year at mtsu i was a child development and family studies major and i got the opportunity to intern at the cac and i just developed such a passion for advocacy Um, and so while interning there i wasn't exactly sure what career i wanted to follow i just knew that this was the place i wanted to be Um, And so luckily they uh, got the grant and I was able to start the position as community education coordinator and I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I get to teach adults in Cannon County how to prevent child sexual abuse. Um, And so doing that, it just uh, is so heartwarming. So tell me, when you're in college and before Mm -hmm. your internship and and uh, most college degrees, you're required to do an internship. And Correct. so uh, did you have any idea? I know you knew the field, social work probably, mm-hmm. that kind of area. But did you really have an idea of what you wanted to do? And did that change? Or did this kind of help you develop uh, what you wanted to do? Yeah. So originally, I wanted to be a child life specialist and work in the hospitals with sick children just to kind of normalize it and make it an easier uh, stay for them. However, that wasn't available through um, MTSU's credits. Um, but through child development in that major at MTSU, I learned of so many other organizations and the Child Advocacy Center being one. Um, and so my plans did change, but I'm so glad they did because I can't imagine myself anywhere else. Yeah. So um, obviously you wanted to advocate for children. Yes. Uh, and when you went to the CAC, you probably didn't, you had maybe an idea of what was there and, and what happened, but what kind of said mm-hmm. to you during your internship, hey, this is this is it. This is what I want to do. Oh, yeah. Great question. Um, 
So during my internship, I was a family advocate. So it's different than the role I'm in now. I was actually sitting down and speaking to the parents who were bringing their children in who had been victims of abuse. And so sitting down and talking to those parents and hearing their stories and hearing why they had walked through our door that day, that really struck me. And um, it was from that time being a family advocate um, I really fell in love for it and getting to sit with those families face to face I was like oh my goodness I want to do so much more than sit and hear I want to prevent and so that's you know Carrie's job is Mm -hmm. that's the whole thing is prevention and so when I heard that they were opening up um, a community education coordinator to do darkness light in Cannon County I sprung into action you know I was like I want this position I want to do this Um, because instead of sitting down and speaking to the parents um, about why they were in I'm now on the outside you know, getting to prevent children from coming into our office for our services. You were talking to um, parents, guardians uh, of children whose lives were just, I mean, the whole family's lives were turned upside down. Oh, yes. And many times it's another family member or someone they know, someone Mm -hmm. close to them. So that makes it even more difficult. And uh, talking to the parents, I'm sure, was tough. It is really tough. And, um, That's correct, because 90% of child abuse victims, they know and trust their abuser, um, which is a scary fact. And so sitting down and talking to those parents and actually hearing um, their experiences told to me when it's someone in their family that they love and trust and they would never have assumed something like this um, would be happening within their family. And so I really wanted to get on the other side of it. What Mm -hmm. can I do to limit how many families come into our door? So, Carrie, uh, Presley's mentioned darkness to light a couple of times there, and I know we're going to talk more about that here. But uh, just for our listeners who are new, who don't really know the work of the CAC, um, kind of tell us what the CAC is, what it does, and maybe explain darkness to light to us. Okay, yeah. So the Child Advocacy Center works with victims of child abuse, um, child sexual abuse, and drug-endangered children. Um, So we work as a multidisciplinary team with law enforcement, DCS, and the district attorney, and then a place in Nashville called Our Kids. They do the medical exams. Um, So I like to say that we all play a little piece of the puzzle, and our piece is what's called a forensic interview. So we get our referrals from DCS, and then a child's going to come to the CAC. They're going to sit with a trained professional who knows how to ask age-appropriate questions. Um, They're going to be able to share their story of abuse, and that story is actually going to be recorded and then used throughout that entire process. So essentially, before CACs existed, um, you know, a child could have to share their story six or more times right um and that can be re-traumatizing for them to have to share their story multiple times so we kind of wanted to cut it down to one aside from that initial disclosure of abuse and we also have two drug endangered children's coordinators so they work with families in our community who struggle um, with addiction to provide them in-home services um so maybe relapse prevention budgeting skills maybe the kids need coping skills essentially they're going to either provide them with that service or connect them with somebody in our community who can provide them with that sort of service um, and then we have me and presley's side of the cac which is the prevention side um, so we do a training called darkness light which teaches adults in our community the five steps to protecting children from child sexual abuse um, so we learn the facts about abuse ways to minimize opportunity for abuse to occur 
um, how to talk to your children about their bodies, sex, and boundaries. And then the last two steps, we talk about how to recognize those signs and then how to react responsibly if a child were to disclose abuse to you. And these darkness to light trainings can be for small groups, large groups, um, 30 minutes, an hour. I mean, you kind of... Uh, can fit that into some program for whatever, a church group, civic organization, that kind of thing? Yeah, so um, we really try to be flexible. So we offer a two-hour long training and then a one-hour long training. Um, We are lucky enough to have grant funding that allows Presley and I to go out and provide these trainings to essentially any adult in our community um, that is interested in hearing what we have to say. Um, and we provide those trainings for free. So if you have a group of friends that you want to get together and you have a place that we can do it, we'll do it for you. Um, we do churches, daycares. Um, we've partnered with some of the schools to train the teachers and staff. Um, so many different organizations. Um, I've trained MTSU. I've trained the CDFS, um, Child Development Family Studies um, courses. Um, so as many people as we can is our goal, uh, like Presley said, so we can reduce the number of kids that we see walk through our doors every day. And uh, Presley, as as an adult, um, we're required to report if there's yes. anything that is suspected or, or whatnot. Yes. In the state of Tennessee, we all are mandated reporters. Um, and so even if you just have suspicion um, about a child being abused, that's enough to make a report. Um And I like to stress this to people that if you just have suspicion, still make that report because you're not accusing anybody of sexual abuse. You're simply asking for a service to be done on behalf of that child. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I guess a lot of people have um, are a little apprehensive about that if they don't know all the facts or a suspicion but they don't have concrete proof but that's not their job to to get exactly yes um so we tell people you know make that report and then that is what kicks our team into gear to investigate that um because you know it can be hard you know maybe if you're unsure of whether it's true or not but again um you know just asking for that service to be done on behalf of the child just to make sure that they are safe so, uh, darkness to light. Um, we've got a new year coming up, Carrie. I'm sure that you you all are both going to be very busy. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the goal. That's the goal to be very busy. Um, so, I know here in Rutherford County, we have a goal to train um, in Cannon County to train about 10% of the adult population of both counties. Um, so, we strive to. Um, train around 1,100 people in Rutherford County and then 500 people in Cannon County every year. Um, And then we've recently received news from Darkness Light that they're coming out with new curriculum. Um, So we're hoping that that has the newest statistics because um, obviously we understand that things are constantly changing. I mean, we want to be trauma-informed as well um, because we know that sometimes survivors sit through our trainings, right? And that can be really hard for them, but we want them to leave the training feeling empowered knowing that um you know they have the power to protect children and then in the state of tennessee they can potentially pursue um pressing charges if if they never took that measure in the past um so hopefully we're really excited about that and i think um around april is when we'll um, have the ability to hear all the details about that and be able to start sharing that so we still have our old curriculum though that we're still sharing with people up into that 
up until that point. But April will um, be an exciting time, especially because it's Child Abuse Prevention Month too. Yeah. So we're very excited for that. And and when you say old curriculum versus new curriculum, it's it's basically updating the statistics that are within that curriculum. It's not necessarily a whole whole overhaul of of everything. I wouldn't think. You know, I'm not entirely sure. Um, You'll find out in April. I will find out in April, yeah. And I would say, um, you know, we've heard a little bit from the people at Darkness Light um, giving some updated stories. Um, I think, I know Allie Raisman has partnered with Darkness Light in the past, so I don't know if she'll be sharing her story in the new um, trainings or not. But um, some new stories, new statistics, and um, like I said, being uh, more trauma-informed with that training. Um, so we're sensitive to the people who are sitting through that and um, making sure that they're um, cared for because it is a hard training. It's very necessary, but um, we want people to feel... Um, safe in the space that they're in even when when we're hearing hard things so some difficult subject matter i guess oh yeah Yeah. for sure i mean child sexual abuse is not an easy thing to hear um it's not easy to sell um you know but it's it's prevalent unfortunately because we know that one in ten children will be the the victim of child sexual abuse before their 18th birthday um we see anywhere from like two to four kids walk through our doors every single Mm -hmm. day so that's 50 to 60 new cases of abuse that we're serving every month and a lot of times people think um well that's not going to impact me or my kids but um it happens everywhere unfortunately so we kind of want to get the information out to everybody so that they can know how to protect their children how to protect their children's friends mm-hmm. um even children that they care for if they don't have their own children so and to add on to yeah. that um if i may um you know doing darkness to light we see that adult education is the key to ending child sexual abuse and it truly is a community effort and so carrie and i um you know, we work every day to try to get involved with the community and with the adults um, so that we really can make a difference in in child sexual abuse. Well, one of the uh, great things that happens during this time of the year is you you stay connected with the families and uh, Secret Santa, and you kind of want to call on our great uh, Rutherford and Cannon County folks to help out with that. Yeah, so um, Christmas is quickly approaching, obviously. (laughs) Thanksgiving's over now. Um, And we have our Secret Santa program, um, which helps the families that we've um, served provide um, gifts for their families and their children um, throughout the Christmas season. So we are still looking for sponsors to either sponsor a family or a child. And we have a couple of ways that you can do that. You can either call the CAC and become um, a sponsor. And and what would happen is we would contact you with that child's or family's Christmas list. And you would go and shop for those things and um, bring them back to us. Or we also accept um, gift cards. So Target, Walmart, um, places like that. Uh, If you're not able to go out and do that shopping, those gift cards make a big difference too. Um, Because even if we have all the kids sponsored, sometimes we have last minute families that need things and we can um, provide that for them. Or even use those gift cards to provide like a Christmas Christmas meal for them. Um, so we're always in need of sponsors. We were talking this morning. I think we have um, a couple of families left. Um, so we're getting pretty close to that cutoff. Um, but if you're interested, you can give us a call at 615 
867-9000 and you can just tell the person that answers that you're interested in being a secret Santa and they'll get you connected to the right person. Very good. Well, um, nice to meet you, Presley. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Carrie, it's always a pleasure. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here as well. Carrie Norville and uh, Presley Hosford joining us today from the Child Advocacy Center. If you missed part of the show, don't forget about our podcast.